0: Folks, thanks for tuning in. This is going to be part four of our four part series entitled The Holy Spirit. Today we're going to jump right back into where we left off of part three. Uh, author Rick Salcido joins me in the studio here as we break this down. And uh, we're talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power that uh, is given to us with that, and what his primary goal is and how it functions in our lives. So, Glad you tuned in today. I hope this blesses you. I'm sure it will, as always. We thank you for joining us at the Red River Rising. And without delay, let's get on into today's message.
1: So we see here, um, so the day of Pentecost occurs, and we see where the Holy Spirit baptizes the first believers. And then they they uh, are endued with power, and as a result, 3,000 more people are saved. And, and not only that, but these 3,000 live all over the region. Right. So, That's right. so that one sermon that Peter preached, that one day where 3,000 were saved, dispersed the message of, of Christ Jesus all over the region. That's right. Of the Middle East there.
0: That's right.
1: And um, so we see that as the first e- uh, event of uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit um, with the new Christian believers. Um, another time we see this happening is in Acts nineteen, uh, verses one through six, and this involved the, the Apostle Paul.
0: Great. I'm gonna pause you one second. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I want to back up just one second before we go any farther. Mm-hmm. Go back there to verse thirty-nine because this is important as well. I don't want to skip over this. But verse one: For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. I mean, this is, this, is, this is imperative that people get this. It's not just for one group or one section. or It is for everyone. I mean, and not just your, that generation either. It's for generations to come. It talks about the children here and uh, to you and your children and to all who are far off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's really big. I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure we point that out.
1: Yeah, and he's talking about not just a far off geographically, but a far off in time. Right. Into the future as well.
0: That's right. That's exactly yep. right. That's exactly right. Uh, I, I think that's really important that the people get a hold of that because that is a that is a teacher point that a lot of people stop at and they say, oh, it's not for you. This is for them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, not, that's not at all what Peter is saying here. He's mm-hmm. saying it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. Continue on. I'm sorry. Acts 19. Go ahead, sir.
1: um, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied.
0: Yeah. Again, so much in just a few short verses, right? I mean, you start out here at the very beginning. Uh, you know questioning said to them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed i find this interesting that paul even asked this question that's how important this actually is that paul would make sure that he would ask them hey have you rent, have you been baptized with the holy spirit to receive this power because it is worth noting you know what i mean and um of course when they answer that and they say hey we don't we never even heard whether well, there is a Holy Spirit. Then Paul immediately gets into it and says, hey, you know, I mean, it is, it, this is something that you need to have, that you're willing to have. It. But and Paul said, John, indeed baptized with baptism or repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who come after him, that is, Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, or the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. So now we see two different ways that the Holy Spirit here mm-hmm. came upon them as well, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the, what we see here is salvation followed immediately by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So they when, they when they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, they became children of God. The Holy Spirit you know, immediately began dwelling in them. Mm-hmm. Then Paul laid hands on them, um, and the Holy Spirit also came upon them. And in this particular instance, um, the manifestations that the Holy Spirit um, materialized um, is that they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. Right. yep. And we, you know, we see with, on the day of Pentecost, that they spoke in a foreign languages and had boldness. Mm-hmm. Here, it's, it's a little bit different. They spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Right. See, and it... Uh, to my knowledge, I, I don't know you know if this was necessarily a foreign language or if they just spoke in an unknown tongue, right like a personal prayer language right um,
0: which we know that's biblical as well through other other verses that are given to us, you know mm-hmm. um, yep yeah, I, I don't either. I, I don't know what specify, but it is uh, it, two things I'll take away from that you're right there's a difference of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And then the second thing that I take away from this, too, is that it was a different means by which they were baptized into the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Peter was speaking. Peter was giving a sermon. These people were baptized into it. Now, Paul laid hands on them. Mm-hmm. Now this is this was big to me after being the the guy who was so skeptical over watching people get the hands laid onto and falling out on the power of God of course and I'm sitting here going they're they're faking it so on so forth this was a biblical explanation of why that point of contact is really there there is a, a a time and a place for that now I'm not saying you have to be by any means obviously we saw that in the earlier uh, scriptures here but it it is biblical as well. For the laying on of hands to be passing on the baptism of the Holy Spirit to a Mm -hmm. receiver.
1: Yeah, and we, um, I can't remember the exact verses or the exact people involved, but there were early Christians that were witnessing. Mm -hmm. People got saved. They reported it back to Jerusalem where they sent specific people to lay hands on them. That's right. And they got baptized in the Holy Spirit.
0: That's right.
1: So it was like. One of the gifts that the Holy Spirit endowed on these people were laying on of hands to impart the baptism of the Holy Spirit to others
0: that's exactly right you know and and I want to make sure that everybody out there that's listening to this gets this piece too. Your experience will be unique; it is a personal relationship with God, and so when you have a personal relationship with God and a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, what happens with me is not going to be the same or my experience is not going to be the same as it is with you Rick or or anybody else for that matter it is something that is is personal it's between me and the Holy Spirit and God and so people sometimes say well you know if it doesn't happen like this I don't believe that there's not a if it was all a cookie cutter thing there would be no personal that's like saying that God loves you so much that he can only do things one way I, I love my children. i got many children, right, several children. I love all my children, but my relationship and how I interact with them is different for each one. So to say that God is a personal God, but he only does things in one blanket way with this, uh, I think is a farce. Mm. Uh, so I want to encourage when people are seeking that for the Holy Spirit that they remember that it's, it's personal. So don't try to compare your experience to someone else's experience mm. is what I'm really getting at.
1: Yeah, and, and also don't try to impose Right. Your experience on somebody else. That's exactly right. You know, um, we had a young man uh, come up, wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, um, but he didn't speak in tongues. That's right. That doesn't mean he wasn't. I agree with that. You know, That's, right. That's he, right. He He went forth and he had, you know, I don't know the specifics, but I'm sure he had some... He was endued with power, yeah. somehow, some way, to, to be a greater witness for Christ Jesus.
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, uh, so often to discredit somebody else's encounter is to discredit uh, the ability of God to work with them. And that's um, that's a no-no. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I mean, so yeah, we see here that uh, it's definitely worked in, in two different ways. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, through the prophesied as well, there's another scripture I was reading into, uh, and, and bear with me, Rick, as I'm, I'm trying to recall. But I was talking about, you know, Peter said, I, I wish for all to prophesy. Now, he's not talking about, like, prophesying for the future, but he's talking about getting a word for somebody. Now, listen, I think everybody, and this is the other piece of that, was building up the kingdom, was building up witnessing for that. But it's also internally for believers as well. This, uh, You could get a word for me, Rick, that you could share with me that could just escalate me to a whole nother level. Who knows? Maybe I needed that. You know, hey, Mike, just wanted to tell you, this was on my heart. Um, thank you for all you do. Or Rick, you know what, man? Uh, I just want to tell you, I see you here every Sunday with a smile on your face and shaking hands, man. And I'm just telling you, I feel. I, I just want to, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. are words that come from the Holy Spirit within us to be able to edify and, and build others up. That this is a power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it, it gives you insight and discernment with this as well. Mm. I'm saying we we should never be closed-minded to what or when the Holy Spirit will give us gifts for the kingdom of God.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. There's just no one set way. No. Or one not. set experience.
0: That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right.
1: So we've seen here, like on the day of Pentecost, we've seen, um, you know, they were saved, but they had to wait several weeks before experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we see here with Paul in Ephesus, people got saved, and then immediately experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Okay. So now we're going to look at another instance, which some people see as as a different order. Um, actually there's a couple two different points of view main points of view on this and we're just going to discuss both of them here but it's the uh, Cornelius and his household Um, and that's in uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 34 through verse 44 through 47 and it reads while Peter was still speaking these words the Holy Spirit fell upon all of those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came With Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay for a few days. So we see here um, that... Well, we all know the story where Peter had the vision about the, the the blanket coming down from the sky, and it was filled with all kinds of unclean things. And, you know, God said, you know, slaughter and eat, you know, and, and don't call unclean what God has declared clean. Right. Right. And then uh, he he also was told people are going to come to this house, and, and you need to leave with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the same thing happened in Cornelius' house. You know, go send for this man. He's going to teach you what you need to know to be saved. Mm-hmm. So that's what had occurred, and it says here. Um, well, if you want to go ahead and give one the the first point sure. of view, and then I'll, I'll uh, dovetail on that.
0: You know, real, real quickly before we get into that, you know, it, I want to. You're talking about Peter's vision there, and, and I'll just to kind of put that in context for you. I mean, that was huge for the time. You, you Jews didn't eat certain, and even to this day, uh, Jew Jews don 't eat certain things right in their culture i mean this is this is huge this, to say this it was defying everything that Jews stood and believed for I mean really truly I, there was a segregation there. Jews are the chosen people right so uh, when Peter had this vision i mean this was very very bold um, in the fact that you know God gave it to peter Peter and then Peter to speak this back out about this and put this was was very um Trying to think of the right word—not argumentative, but it was very against the grain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was—it was, it was it, backwards of what centuries had been telling them. You know, thousands of years. You know, had been leading into. But anyway, Peter was speaking this word, and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. All that heard, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. That many came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So one one point of view here. One belief, and I think it's important to say that this is not anything that ought to split friendships up
1: <laughs> right okay? right this
0: is This is not anything that uh, I lose any sleep over one way or the other, and wouldn't advise you to do it either um you know this uh, when it comes to doctrines of salvation I, I think that there's points of contention that need to be stand firm on, okay I don't believe in universalism uh, you know is a, is a case of point. But when it comes to stuff like this, when there's a difference of opinion, these are okay to have. You know, Franklin Graham said one time, he said, look, I don't understand everything that's in the Bible, but I believe everything that's in the Bible. And that's, that's, I don't understand all this stuff sometimes either. So if you and a fellow Christian, or even non-believer, have a point here where you don't see eye to eye, this is nothing to, to get all up in arms about, right? Right. Oh.
1: Um, right. Sometimes we just stand back and look at the, the gist of it. That's right. The gist is salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's right. And, you know, why get into a fist fight over which happened first that's in right. this instance?
0: That's right. You that's know? right. But one, one, one of the ways that people read this as, and uh, they take it as in, is that when Peter was speaking all this, that, that two things happen simultaneously at one time. And that was, number one, that they became saved and that then they became full or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, that's, that's one way to see that is that um, some people believe that salvation has to come first prior to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, So those that believe that would read this, and that's the stance that they would take based upon their interpretation of what they're reading. So that's one way that people look at the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another way, obviously.
1: Right. And the other way is, see, and, and like here it says, well, Peter was still speaking. So, you know, the first point of view is, well, they heard the message, they believed, and then they got, you know, they experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But chapter 11 says when Peter's recounting this event mm-hmm. back in Jerusalem, he says, as I began to speak. Right. So he hadn't even got the message out yet. And then the the Holy Spirit fell upon these Gentiles, and they spoke in tongues. Um, And and so people believe that God did this supernatural manifestation to teach the Jewish converts, because at that point, they thought you had to convert to Judaism and then accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And this convinced them that, well, if they can be baptized in the Holy Spirit as Gentiles, then they can be saved as Gentiles. We don't have to add in that additional step there. And so, you know, God, there are those that believe that God, through the Holy Spirit and the supernatural manifestation of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and and speaking in tongues, use that to teach the the Jewish Christians that, hey, salvation and and a relationship with God is for everybody.
0: Right. Which, you know, is is the main focal point here. Not really of when the Holy Spirit fell, but that the Holy Spirit fell. I mean, that's right. really what the, the, we should be taking away from this more than anything else. This, you know, you don't, um, what was I saying? You don't cut your nose off to spite your face kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. really, that's a minute thing compared to that, hey, this was showing that salvation is just not for a selected few. Mm-hmm. It was for everyone. Of course, we yeah. know Paul, Obviously, was chosen, really, to take this out to, to the Gentiles. Uh, a Jew himself, you know what I'm saying, who, mm-hmm. who uh, probably knew more scriptures than anyone else and wrote the majority of the New Testament, I mean, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is the most important piece here, was that because it happened, no matter what order of secession it may have happened in, because it happened, it showed and was proof that salvation and the baptism of this was for everyone, mm-hmm. not just for right. the selected few. Right. Which is good news for us.
1: Yeah. And we can see in the Old Testament, um, the Holy Spirit came upon uh, Elijah, Mm -hmm. and he prophesied and did miracles. The Holy Spirit came upon Samson, Mm -hmm. and he did great feats of strength. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit came upon upon Elihu in the book of Job. Uh, None of these people were saved. Right. See, so it's it's really it is possible scripturally right. you know so the scriptures do show us it is possible that the holy spirit can come upon somebody and do them with power for the building of god's kingdom and they're not saved yeah. okay now that's different than the holy spirit living in them right. making them the temple of god yeah see so we see here the the two distinct uh experiences that we can have with the holy spirit yeah.
0: well you know the 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 bottom line is is that uh you know the, the Holy Spirit was a gift and is a gift for us and um, you know there, there's in, in both ways we've looked at you know the the Holy Spirit and the action that it has within us personally uh, whether it's the, the infilling at the salvation or the baptism of it at the the, the moment of our, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit either way that it comes in um, you know it, it's a gift that, that we should be utilizing I mean it it's not, wasn't given to us to be dormant. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, and, and uh, for those who've never experienced that baptism of the Holy Spirit, with that, you know, I encourage you to to, to search out scriptures. Get into the word um uh, that's where the answers are at. it's not out of you and me, Rick mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about it, but really, the revelation that someone will have will not become because of our words that we're speaking. it will become because the Holy Spirit is enlightening them and mm-hmm. teaching them that revelation so
1: yeah, and then also if you do you know if you do that and you develop a hunger to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or a hunger to to have a personal prayer language and tongues. Um, just realize there's no set way to receive that either. That's right. That's right. I was praying alone in my room at night when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen the first time either. Yeah. So I had now to. That's
0: be, a good point right there. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: I had to be persistent, you know. Um, and but then I've seen other people get baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you know, with the laying on of hands. Right. So it, it just it happens different ways.
0: It does, but you know, the the I think the biggest piece of that, you hit on it, was the desire. Mm-hmm. It really, I mean, uh, we, we mentioned the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Um, he's not going to force himself. There has to be a desire there for you to have it. Otherwise, you know what? Uh, um, you're just not going to taste that goodness that comes with that. I mean, you will mm-hmm. not saying you won't get to heaven. Obviously, if you're saved, the Holy Spirit's living inside of you and, and will speak to you in that still, small voice that's in you, right? But, um when it comes out here, when you and you're, you're leaving Sunday morning and you're hitting Monday morning, and you need to 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 be uh, a little more powerful, a little more bold, and a little more um, endowed with power to be able to be victorious over that day, that's really where it comes into advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but in you know we have a gentleman here that, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, his encounter happened out on the back porch. You know, cry yes. out to God. Mm-hmm. So that's important to note. I think you 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 studied that very nicely. That uh, this sometimes it's not the first time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know. So what are you? This isn't salvation we're talking about.
1: Right, you know. I was already saved at this point.
0: That's right. I mean, this is salvation. Salvation is as simple as that, as as mm-hmm. making that that commitment, the belief in your heart, the confession of the mouth. I mean, that's that's salvation, right? And the, there, you don't have to request that multiple times. Right, right. So that's what not what we're talking about. There, this is a difference that sometimes you have to seek this. And and mm-hmm. a matter of fact, Paul even wrote one time said, "Desire the gifts." Uh, you know, so if you're desiring them, then you're seeking them. Mm-hmm. You know, but that doesn't, doesn't mean that it's a one-time seek once. You're seeking. You know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's good stuff, Rick. I, I, man, I, I've been blessed just going through this.
1: Yeah, uh, I really, I really enjoyed talking yeah. about this uh, subject here.
0: Me too, me too. And you know, as our first podcast going out with this, I think I don't think we could have picked a more appropriate a uh, uh, subject to to discuss on and talk about here because without the Holy spirit, this couldn't have even happened. Right. I mean, uh, right. that's what all this is led about. But, uh, but I look forward to, uh, to more to come. That's for sure. Um, and I hope the, those of you who are tuned in, got something out of this. And, uh, you know, Rick, uh, Rick, and, and I are available if you have any questions or anything like that too. We'd love to see you come join us at church uh the river at Portland in portland tennessee come come in one sunday morning uh We have a a wonderful service. Our pastor that leads us uh has been doing this for well. 23 years
1: mm-hmm. here. Pastoring for 23 years. That's he was right. a missionary before
0: that. That's exactly right. And definitely knows all about the uh the the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As we've seen mm-hmm. things happen and really the favor of God has been on his life. Obviously, you know you wrote a book based on it mm-hmm. uh, about it. So, uh, we'd love to have you join us here too. All right. So folks, again, thanks for tuning in. Uh make sure to subscribe to us. So, until next time, I'm Pastor Mike.
1: And I'm Rick Salcedo.
0: Yep, and y'all have a blessed day and uh, let the rivers flow.
1: Amen.